are a lot of questions. There are just as many answers. This is a podcast made for young adults who are learning more about the restored gospel of Jesus Christ. This is a podcast devoted to helping you study scriptures on your own. This is Answers to Gospel Questions. Students, happy Friday. It's Fat Friday here on Gospel Answers. What is the Gospel Answers to Answers to Gospel Questions? Is that the name of our podcast? Yeah, yeah we answer questions here. This is the 700,000th episode of this podcast, and I still am having a hard time remembering the name. I'm Brother Lawson, and Brother Wing is with me, and uh, we got a great question today we're gonna we're gonna get to in just a second but you know one thing students uh that's happening is we're actually seeing quite a sizable increase in downloads of our of the podcast here and so good job if you're sharing this podcast with others you're gonna get gold shingles on your mansion in heaven so uh continue to do so and and continue to um to follow our instagram page at ozark underscore ya on the gram and you will get some scripture study tips uh, that will help you and that's kind of what we're here to do is help you with your scripture study and uh we have a great question today from one of our podcast listeners concerning an element of the scripture that is sometimes overlooked let's listen to this question question one why is joseph smith translating the bible in question two are those the words that should have been there to start with all right, Brother Wing, that's a good question. The Joseph Smith translation of the Bible is uh, is a is sometimes one of the what's the word I'm looking for? Um, what's the obscure parts of of scriptures? I mean, it's all the way in the back of of your Bible. Like, what is, what is Joseph Smith doing? Why is he translating the Bible here? What are we supposed yeah, to do? There's probably a lot of answers, but the most immediate answer is to help us understand the Bible better. Um, and maybe a little history would help is that, you know, the Book of Mormon was hot off the press in March of 1830. Well, the Lord told Joseph to begin translation of the Bible in June of 1830. So very shortly thereafter. And he spent, you know, off and on, of course, the next few years uh, trying to have time to translate uh, the Bible. But he did the first part of Genesis, and we know we've just gotten through Moses chapters 1 through 8, which is the Joseph Smith translation of Genesis 1 through 6. Um, and then he shifts to the New Testament uh, and goes through that. And there's so many Doctrine and Covenants revelations that are related to his work on the Bible. Um, but it appears that by like 1833, he's finished translating the bible now finished is probably not the right yeah. word because he kept working on it and probably we'd have more of it and more modifications if he had lived longer but um, this was a work that he needed that he was told to do um, it clearly led to more revelation the fact that he was studying the bible uh, this way and he gave us a lot now the part of the question about um, you know is it always restoring the text as it would have been or should yeah, have been? Yeah, that, that how the Bible would have, should have sounded the way that yeah. Joseph Smith translated it. Yeah, and so, you know, in, in some cases it appears yes, but 
Joseph Smith never said what this was. Like, was he restoring it as it should have been? Or is he inserting clarifications, um, prophetic commentary, you know, um, modernizing language, you know, or, or kind of even correcting a point of doctrine that's in there, but just kind of helping us understand it better. You know, yeah. there are some inconsistencies that he, that kind of, uh, he points out, you know, by the way, one of my favorites, this is just like a side note to the yeah. New Testament. Um, listen to this. I'm going to read jo- Romans chapter seven, verse 15, right. as it's read in the King James version of the Bible. For that which I do, I allow not. For what I would, that do I not. But what I hate, that do I. That makes that perfect like sense. Me? That yeah, should be a bumper like, sticker. It's like a little word salad right there. You know? <laughs> um, I just think it's interesting. You know, you go to the Joe Smith translation for that. Uh, and it says, it just kind of really clarifies for what I no is not right i would not do for mm-hmm. that which is sin i hate mm-hmm. wow like, that's that's very nice i mean that's, so, that's really good so that word like sometimes maybe we get uh, a little bit caught up on the word translate because when we think about translate um joseph translation we think about him taking something from another language and putting it into english well in the case of the joseph smith translation he was he was using an English Bible. He was he wasn't translating from another language. So one of, but one of the reasons we call it the Joseph Smith translation is remember there's more than one definition of the word translated, right? Have you ever heard of the of a translated being, like one of the three Nephites or John the Beloved we, or the city of Enoch was translated, meaning that they were elevated or they're lifted up to a different state. And that's what Joseph Smith was doing with the Bible was elevating the words that are in, that were in the Bible. Um, It wasn't just simply changing them, but making them more important, making them, uh, making them more recognizable so that we might receive revelation as we, as we uh, read. And it's interesting. One of the things that the, uh, Brigham Young said, and I'm going to go something Joe Smith said about the translation. Uh, Brigham Young said that Joseph told him that there is, there's never been a perfect revelation given. Now that might just blow everyone's mind because maybe the, our premise is, is that when a prophet receives revelation, when Joseph Smith would receive revelation, every single word coming out of his mouth was exactly the words that Jesus would, would use if, if he were here. In fact, Brigham Young said that uh, the Joseph, the prophet, should translate, um, or Brigham Young said, I would not be stumbled at all if the prophet should translate the Bible 40,000 times over, and yet it, it should be different in some places every time, because when God speaks, he always speaks according to the capacity of the people. If Joseph Smith was alive today and translated the Bible again, it would sound, there would be other, there'd be different changes uh and then we're in his original translation and and that's okay we we totally believe that god continues to speak and that doctrine isn't changing but words change and uh and and those words can be elevated in their meaning to us again like in section 128 of the doctrine and covenants where uh joseph's talking about the the last chapter of the of the old testament malachi the Italian, or some people call it Malachi, 
uh, Malachi, Joseph said, you know, he quotes the, the last the verses five and six. And then Joseph said in verse 18 of section 128, I might have rendered a plainer translation to this. And we're thinking, well, what? Well, why didn't you? Like, if you could, why, why didn't you? He said, it's sufficiently plain to suit my purposes as it stands, right? So uh, so Joseph believed that not all scripture was static, that it was going to, like, it can't change at all. Now, I know that might be difficult for maybe some of our other Christian friends who who are kind of the sola scriptura, the, the every single word is exactly what God uh, intended that word to be. We believe a little bit different. We believe that God continues to speak and that words continue to change and develop. And uh, like you even used the word earlier, uh, I was, I, I sent you a, a text and you used the word savage, right? On me, brother, you're like, that, that was totally savage is what you said. Um, if you would have said that in 1830, that would have had a much different meaning then. So yeah. I like your point, how God speaks and it's sometimes we forget that he's speaking to individuals. Yeah. And so he's going to speak in a way that we can understand. And as we lift our understanding, we might get more yeah. um, from him. And, and it might be stated in a different way on, on a higher level, a translated in a higher level yeah. type thing. And so uh, it kind of shows the personal connection here. I mean, we really can learn through scriptures. God really is uh, speaking to us. And the prophets, they're, they're human beings, and God is using their voice to then uh, communicate to us. And so the, the voice might be different. You know, Isaiah writes differently than Jeremiah did or than, than Luke recorded. You know, so we got different people. Uh, so in, in this week's content, it's just worth looking at some Joseph Smith translations, particularly the yes. one at the end of Genesis 14 with you're going to learn some things about Melchizedek, who, if you only take the King James Version, he's kind of a mysterious figure. There's not so much there, uh, but we would be like, he seems kind of important, especially when we think about the Melchizedek priesthood. And so Restored Scripture gives us some more about him. There's, he's mentioned in the Book of Mormon, but you're going to definitely want to read that part at the end of the Genesis 14. So this might, this might blow some of our students' minds right here. This might be the first time they, they know about that. Like I, maybe pretty much everybody's familiar with the little parts that say JST and then has the little sentences or, you know, in the footnotes. But some of these sections that you're going to be reading have huge, huge changes that we couldn't put in the footnotes. And so they're all the way in the back of your, of your quad, right? You might never have seen those before students, but Go ahead and open up your quad or your um, on your on your phone, and you'll see the selections from the Joseph Smith translation. That's kind of where Brother Wing's going to go with this, I think. Yeah. So well, when there's little ones, they're in the footnotes down there. Yeah. You can see them. Obviously, if you're reading off your phone, you're going to have the parts that are in the the appendix of the paper mm -hmm. version. They're right there, easy uh, to access. But they're large chunks. These these larger ones, and one of the most significant large <laughs> chunks of Joseph Smith translation. <laughs> is uh right there at the end of genesis 14 sure excellent check that one out you know just one other thought brother Wayne. we don't want to make this podcast too long because we know that our that our students our listeners are very busy and have lots of things to do but there's a little quiz that i like to give my students and when i give this quiz to them they look at me like i'm crazy and i and it's i'm not crazy 
Uh, this, I think this is a legitimate question. And the question is, um, when Joseph Smith was translating the Book of Mormon, right, he's translating from Reformed Egyptian into English, which is different from the translation of the Bible, which was just like we talked about elevating the words. Why is it, do you suppose, that Mormon just didn't write the Book of Mormon in English? When I ask my students that question, they're like, Brother Lawson, Mormon doesn't know, uh, he doesn't know English. Well, Joseph Smith didn't know Reformed Egyptian, right? And so the Lord could have inspired Mormon to write it in English. There's something about reading the text slowly and carefully that is super important to us, right? And and this is how the Lord taught Joseph Smith the gospel. He had him translate the Book of Mormon, reading slowly and carefully, receiving revelation, and then he had him translate the Bible, right? To translate the Bible meant that Joseph had to read the whole Bible super slowly and super carefully. So the goal for Joseph was not to finish anything. The goal was to receive revelation, which should also be our goal as, we, uh, as we're studying the scriptures too. We're not worried about finishing. We're worried about what, if we're able to hear the Savior uh, as, as we study. Any last words, Brother Wing? Yeah, students, as you go through the Bible, look for these Joseph Smith translations. They really are going to help you understand the Bible. And one thing that I go with is when I come across a passage in the Bible, it's like, wait, that makes no sense. Or it kind of even like goes against doctrine. It kind of feels yeah. like it goes against doctrine. Like it repented the Lord that he created. Yeah. Like that would be like, whoa, that doesn't feel right. right. Like check out the Joseph Smith translation. And so you're going to see one. You're going to see some, especially in next week's content, a little preview. You get to Genesis 19, you read it, you're going to be upset don't, and angry. Don't miss the JSTs. And then you're going to read the Joseph Smith translation, and you're going to be like, okay, all is well. So <laughs> Your testimony will be hanging by a thread next week until you read the JST. So, all right, students, uh, it's great to be with you this week. We'll catch you next week. Don't forget to share this podcast and check out the Instagram page at Ozark underscore YA. We love your guts, everybody. Stay righteous.